we got the alternative energy. free autonomy. And welcome to the Radioactive Show, produced at the studios of 3CR Melbourne and heard nationally on the Community Radio Network. Hello and welcome to the Radioactive Show. I'm K.A. Part of this week's Rad Show has been recorded on the unceded lands of the Wadjuk Noongar, or better known as Perth. On this week's show you'll hear part one of the recordings taken from the first Western Australian Rad Tour, where activists travelled for 13 nights over 4,000 kilometres from Perth to their four proposed uranium mine sites, Mulga Rock, Yaliri, Waluna and Kintyre, to hear and support traditional owners at the forefront of the campaign in WA to stop uranium mining. We will hear from Wongatha elder Geoffrey Stokes about Mulga Rock and the proposed uranium mine on his country. We'll hear from Mia Pepper and Marcus Atkinson as they share their impressive knowledge of Vimy Resources, the company behind the proposed uranium mine project at Mulga Rock, and what the company proposes. From Mulga Rock, we travelled nearly 500 kilometres to the proposed Yaliri uranium mine. We stopped at Leonora for lunch and listened and shared stories with traditional owners about the proposed radioactive waste dump that the Shire of Leonora is in favour of. However, they have not consulted with the community over this toxic waste dump only 20 kilometres northwest of Leonora. At Yaliri, we heard from Vicky Abdullah, traditional owner who is part of the CCWA or Conservation Council of Western Australia and other traditional owners, taking Cameco, the company, Cameco and the state to the Court of Appeals and we will hear more about this later in the show. We also caught up with um, Marilyn Bernhardt who is a pastoralist from the Yaliri area and uh, we'll hear from them later on in the show. But for now we'll go to Geoffrey Stokes who's talking about his land um, and the Vimy Resources proposed uranium mine at Mulga Rock. Yeah, Mulga Rock is part of my dreaming, you know, because from Labourton down to Coroni, these places, just on the, on the part where, they, where my grandfather used to travel for ceremony, home hunting, all that kind of stuff. Mm. And um, Lake Millerwall, that's that's. That's where my father's grandfather, grandfather my father's country. The edge of um, Lake Kerry, Lake Minoa, and Malva Rock is only another 30 k's away from that, from like 70, 70 k's, 70, 80 k's away in that, you know, in a pathway. And we're hearing people going out there, um, starting up a mining company, and and I heard they already start knocking down trees in there, but no one asked us. They haven't approached us, nothing. Mm. But I do have, they do have foot soldiers in the Aboriginal community where they'll pay them nothing, pay them a few hundred dollars or whatever, a thousand dollars to give the green light. That's what they've been doing. They're just picking the people who got nothing and asking them to sign up for a bottle of booze or marijuana. You think I'll sneak around the back door? That don't give you the green light to come and mine our land. Mm. If they want to, if they want to mine, they want to. They need to come and talk to the right people. You know, mm. our people, my family, not hard to find. We live in Kalgoorlie. I don't live in Sydney. I don't live in Perth. Place where I live, the place where I hang out. Our family been here hundreds and thousands of years ago. Our family is from part of the Dreamtime story in this country. 
and then I gotta go to the federal court to explain where I come from and where you come from, Stokesy. <laughs> what do you think? Mm. That was Geoffrey Stokes, Wongatha elder from Kalgoorlie, talking about his country, where Mulga Rock is part of his dreaming, and Vimy Resources, backed by Andrew Forrest, wants to put a uranium mine. Mia Pepper was out on the Rad Tour, speaking of this incredibly beautiful area. The area is is just so unique, with giant ancient bulga trees, or better known as grass trees, or xantheria, hugely dancing amongst really red, red rich earth and clumps of spinifex to provide rich habitat to these special creatures out there. Rich and thriving life reliant on the precious water sources from Queen Victoria Springs just kilometres down the road. We saw bush tucker ready to eat, flowers abundant to add to the diversity of plants and shrubs and trees in the area. And so from their public environment review what we learned about that area was that not through what they documented but through one of the consultants studies on subterranean fauna we found that there were three fault lines that run right around princess and they haven't done any assessment of of that risk they've dismissed it and said that that fault line hasn't been active for over a thousand years and it's very deep and it won't be you know activated by this mining and they think that there's absolutely no risk we said look if there's no risk that's fine but you can't prove that you've done that study to give us any kind of evidence that there is no risk so while you might think there's no risk that's great but you haven't actually done that work to prove that there is no risk so we're concerned about one that mining might activate those fault lines and two that you know when we're talking about mine tailings they're radioactive for over 10,000 years so in a geological time frame those fault lines, it's very plausible that they could become active in that 10,000 years and they've got an obligation to isolate that tailings from the environment for no less than 10,000 years. The other thing about the tailings is that um, so they've acknowledged that the tailings will leak um, to the kind of south-west-ish of the, of the mine um, and what they've what they've said is that there's a, a carbonaceous layer, so um, a type of geology, I'm not sure too much about it, um, that holds the uranium. And that's why the, the uranium's got there in the first place, because as it was moving through, it was held by this carbonaceous material. So their theory is that once you put the tailings in the pit, <coughs> if it seeps out, this carbonaceous material will hold the radioactivity and what goes through will be benign and so no risk. But um, but again, back to that 10,000-year kind of standard, so that's the standard at Ranger that companies have to isolate tailings for no less than 10,000 years. We know from their own studies that the tailings will reach the end of their mine boundary within a 1,000 years, and we think it's heading in the direction of the Queen Victoria Springs A-Class Nature Reserve, um, and so they've said that that water, that the water that it would seep into is not connected to the Queen Victoria Springs A-class nature reserve, but in their own maps, the flow of the water where the tailings will seep is in that direction. So we don't think, again, that they've shown enough evidence to say that that water is absolutely 100% not connected to Queen Victoria Springs A-class nature reserve. 
The other environmental issues that um, are with this particular area is around um, the species here. So we're in the Yellow Sand Plain Priority Ecological Community at the moment and that's where the mine is, completely inside that um, nature reserve. So the Department of Parks and Wildlife listed Yellow Sand Plain Priority Ecological Community as a Category 3 community, which is pretty low risk. Um, and the single risk that they've, they've put down to this area is mining. So mining is the biggest threat to this ecological community. And this area is quite special because it's almost completely free of weeds and feral animals. There are some, but it's, it's kind of like a sanctuary in a pretty industrialised part of WA where there's a lot of mines, but this area has um, remained really pristine. So it's also listed as a pristine um, environment. So it's home to the Sandhill Dunnart, which is an endangered species, um, to the marsupial mole, which is threatened um, or vulnerable. I can't remember all the listings. Um, the rainbow bee eater, which is a migratory species and is protected under um, those international agreements for migratory birds. There's also the Mulgara, which is a little marsupial mouse. So there's some pretty special little creatures out here that are um, at risk. Um, and the mining company, like most mining companies in their environmental reviews, um, come up with plans on how to protect those species. Um, and, you know, all the proof is in the pudding and it's, you know, you never know until it actually happens. And so we know that from at other mine sites, the... Um, promises never last but the problems always do and so we're you know concerned that some of those promises and commitments to protect those species might not be carried through in the way that they should um i think that's probably all the water um the water they've acknowledged will take about 160 years to recover from what they take um and they dispute about how much they're going to take and how much they're going to put back so a lot of the water that they're taking or dewatering from the mine pits, they'll use um, use on to uh, like as dust suppression. Um, the water that they're taking is hypersaline, so one of the other issues that we're concerned about is that that saline water sprayed on the surface will cause um, surface salinity, and you know a lot of the plants on the surface aren't as um, tolerant to that salt. Um, so they haven't really come up with a clear plan about how they're going to um, manage um, salinity and water for dust suppression. Um, but yeah, 160 years to recover from what they take is a pretty significant impact, I think, um, but one that they downplay. But Marcus, do you want to talk about the company? and Yeah. You're listening to the Radioactive Show broadcast nationally on the Community Radio Network. We're listening to Marcus Atkinson from the recent WA RAD tour talking about the company Vimy Resources who want to mine uranium at Mulga Rock. Like the, the company itself, it's actually, it's made up, there's a lot of people who worked for Fortescue Metal who are involved in, in the high up echelons of the, the company and also Cheryl Edwards who was a former 
Liberal Party Environment Minister for Western Australia. She's on the board of the company as well. Um, I, I think what's really important is that kind of behind the scenes, Twiggy Forest owns like between... It was around 16% of the company, but I think it's closer to 20% now. So he's like a massive player behind the scenes of funding Vimy and kind of supplying the resources and stuff for them to do what they do. Um, Mike Young, who's the CEO um, and spokesperson and stuff, He's quite a charismatic person. And um, I went to the AGM a a few months ago and they're really good, or he's really good at, like, spinning the whole story on Vimy Resources. And his big push at the moment has been, like, oh, the whole innovation of electric vehicles and all this stuff is really great. But to make it worthwhile, they need to be charged from nuclear power plants because charging all of these electric vehicles from coal plants is just going to create more problems for global warming. So here's the solution for global warming and it goes hand in hand with the electric vehicles and we can charge all these from nuclear and like that's the solution to global warming. But behind that spin is that the company itself, they need uranium to be priced at about 50 to 60 dollars a pound to just break even and the price at the moment is only about 22 dollars a pound so there's no way that they can make money out of this project but they've got this whole spiel around it being the solution to climate change and they're really pushing the fact that like India and a lot of these other countries are in the process of signing deals to build nuclear power plants in their countries and if all of this development happens then the price of uranium is going to go way up and Vimy will be the first company that's there in Australia to like sign up all these new contracts for uranium supply and that the prices they're saying the prices will go up to 80 or 90 dollars a pound again and the price was just over $100 a pound before Fukushima, which yesterday was the seven-year anniversary of Fukushima, and that price has continued to drop as more and more nuclear power plants around the world get shut down. So Vimy's really, like, betting on the fact that all of that is going to go away and more nuclear power plants are going to be built... But what they're missing in that story is that, like, even if there is 50 planned nuclear power plants to be built over the next 20 years, there's more than that that are planned to be shut down because they've entered the end of their life cycle. So there's not real... Even if the best, best case scenario of building nuclear power plants was to go ahead, which it won't, like there's not going to be any more operating than there is now so there's going to be no no relative change to the price of uranium and you, and you've got around the world like Cameco and Areva and all these big international companies that are mining uranium are actually closing down uranium mines because those companies are going broke 
And so they're complete, like Vimy and, and all through WA is completely going against the trend of the rest of the world where nuclear is being phased out. And then we have Vimy and other companies in Western Australia trying to push forward with uranium mining when the reality is it's just going to destroy the country and they're going to not make any money out of it anyway. Like, so it's a crazy situation that this is even like on the drawing board and happening. So, yeah, I think our job is just to come out here and just kind of get more of an understanding of this area and to just spread like that message around Australia and around the world and just stop any of these projects from going ahead. Yeah, and totally just support the TOs all around WA for, yeah, against all these four projects. But yeah, back, like, just, yeah, I, I think it's really important to just keep remembering that Twiggy or Andrew Forrest is really the financial money bags behind this particular project and that Vimy themselves have just bought another deposit off Cameco um, up in the Northern Territory at Alligator River. So, so Vimy is trying to expand on the uranium and, and it's really like, I don't know, a lot of us like to refer to it as in reality, they're really just mining the stock market and just taking money off shareholders to just line their own pockets with massive wages and then they'll just walk away from it all in five years or whatever. So hopefully there's no mining, there's no tailing dams and stuff for when they do just pack up and walk away.
that was the black rock band song Binan Gunbor. And I had the pleasure of meeting this awesome band from West Arnhem Land who recently came down to Perth to play for a few days. Um, and they, after hearing that Vimy Resources just recently bought the Cameco's Alligator River tenements, um, were very keen to find out more information and, and to help stop um, and be a part of this, you know, stopping of this toxic industry. So massive respect to such an awesome mob with heaps of heaps of passion and heaps of culture. These uh, This band, Black Rock Band, flew the nuclear-free WA banner for us at a recent um, festival down, down south and um, they totally rocked. They're amazing. So check them out, Black Rock Band. You're listening to The Radioactive Show and I'm KA. The first WA Rad Tour was um, an awesome, incredible experience to be part of and support the traditional owners at the forefront of the campaign to keep uranium in the ground, but also to go out to these incredible places just are full of full of life and beauty. Um, we travelled from Mulga Rock to Leonora and listened to the community members opposed to the nomination and backed by the Shire of Leonora for a radioactive waste dump only 20 kilometres from the community. Um, unfortunately, uh, no recordings were made during these talks. However, next week, a group of us will travel to Leonora to listen and ask questions at the community consultation uh, the Shire of Leonora is hosting in regards to this proposed radioactive waste dump in, the, in their area. So on the RAD tour we, uh, from Leonora, we travelled to Yaliri and uh, I spoke with uh, Vicky Abdullah, who is part of the court action with Conservation Council of Western Australia, CCWA and other traditional owners, continuing their legal action to stop the Yaliri uranium mine and prevent extinction. Um. My name is Vicky, I'm out here on country, um, Yaliri. I'm here with my auntie here, Annie Churl. Um, be glad to come out here on country and, you know, this Yaliri, um, this is where they want to um, propose a uh, uranium mine deposit. It's going to be the biggest one I heard, um, but we are not going to allow it to happen. Um, we are strong people with strong other people here and got all the support here with us and um, we are not going to let this uranium go ahead so to everyone, Cameco, all you mining companies, we're going to just leave it in the ground and that's where it's going to stay. Mm. Yaleri is a place, is a, we call it is a place of death. Mm. And um, recently you have launched um, or lodged the application to appeal the Supreme Court decision. Can you tell us a little bit about that and how you feel? Um, it was a bit nervous when we went to um, to the Supreme Court, but all the um, technical words let the lawyers go. And but um, it, it was the first time I ever been in a courthouse like that there. But um, well. Um, I guess um, when we got the answer on, in March, I was sort of like me and my auntie, my two aunties here. We was sort of de- um, shaken up, and you know, um, I still can't get over the um, answer. You know um, what the judge um, said, but I guess um, we're gonna just go um, do a appeal against it and 
if we get some more good answers, that'll be right. But if not, we're still going to be doing a lot of other ways to block this and stop this uh, uranium mine go ahead. Mm. Excellent. Any other comments, Vicky, that you want to share with? Um, just like, you know, this place here is a very, um, very strong place to us. You know, it's uh, got a few sites, I think, only chill. Um, the Seven Sisters Dreaming. And some other stuff, but... You know, when you're out on country, this is home. This is your home, your ngura, your place. And we are here as TOs to start protecting all our areas, especially this place here first. Mm. Thanks a million, Vicky, and good luck with the court case. Thank you. That was Vicky Abdullah speaking about her land and disappointment to the Supreme Court case decision. I spoke with... Um, pastoralist Marilyn Bernhardt from You Know Downs, where her property backs onto the proposed Yuliri uranium mine. Hi, my name's Marilyn Bernhardt. We're actually only going to be 20 kilometres from the centre of the actual mine. And at the moment, the, what, what Cameco has planned is just a no-no. And from day one, it's been quite a concern. We've been out here for 30-odd years, and I just find uranium mining a big no-no. One is not only I'm not involved, but to think of the traditional owners and our concern is the health just safety and well-being of everything we have horrific horrific north easterly and south easterly winds out here for us to be out there in vehicles and everything and just we don't have any air conditioning in our vehicles we have all the windows down and we've had some horrific what we call out here willy willies and they've actually tipped over our little Suzuki's while we're out using them out in the bush. That's how powerful the uh, winds are. And it's just, the whole setup is just not, not good enough for us out here. That's just not good enough for the safety and the health of all people out there. And another concern of ours is when these people have to wear all these special apparatuses, gear and everything on their body, they go out out onto the actual plant there. Then they've got to come back in through. They've got to go through a washing sprays. They've got to take off all their gear. It's all got to be put into containers. Then it's all got to be buried underground. I mean, isn't everyone concerned about things like that? For the government to offer us a Geiger counter to wear on our own property while we're over on our eastern side, that's just not good enough. It's just wrong. And the water, we have absolutely pure, unlimited, beautiful water. And for Chemico's employee to come into us, no, 15th of November, I think it was 14th or 15th of November in 2015, and tell us... We have the right and the power to take your water and you cannot do anything about it or stop us and we will do it and we are going to do it. We were just horrified and then just sat down and just dictated to us what they were going to do. Well, that's just not on. You just don't do that to come into an overseas company, come into Australia and just dictate and carry on like that. And then what makes my blood boil? All the Australian workers doing it all, all that they say everything's above safety. 
and the top 20 in the company are just taking horrific amounts of pay mon- money and just where's all the money going? It's just all overseas. It, it, the whole setup is just so wrong and we've just been bamboozled with just so much. It's just wrong. And that was Marilyn Bernhardt from You Know Downs, station opposing the proposed uranium mine at Yuliri. That's all for the Radioactive Show this week. Thanks so much for listening. Thanks so much to Uncle Jeffrey Stokes, Wonga for Elder from Kalgoorlie, to Vicky Abdullah from Yuliri, Marilyn Bernhardt, Marcus Atkinson and Mia Pepper, who all shared their stories and incredible information from Mulga Rock, Leonora and Yuliri in this first part of the Western Australian Rad Tour recordings. You'll hear more from me about the Rad Tour in WA where we visited Kintyre in the Kalamilli area next time I'm on the show. The music in today's show was from the Black Rock Band from the West Arnhem Land area or country and a big shout out and massive respect to them. For more stories and pictures of the WA Rad Tour, go to Road Trip blog at ccwa.org.au forward slash nuclear free road trip blog. For more information or to support the WA campaign to leave it in the ground, go to nuclearfree.wordpress.com. You can download the podcast of this program at 3cr.org.au forward slash radioactive. This radioactive show was produced on both Wajuk Noongar and Ghana land with 3CR Melbourne with the support of the Friends of the Earth Nuclear Free Collective. It's broadcast nationally on the Community Radio Network.